Welcome to 5-Minute Answers. This is the last podcast that I'll give. I really just wanted to try out podcasting, and I appreciate all your questions that I've been responding to and, and, and the time that I have there. But this is the last one, so I kind of want to hit something that I think is important anyway. Google this year, for example, reports that their most, the word that was most searched is integrity. I suppose people are trying to figure out what integrity is. So let's, let's talk about that in this podcast. You know, what does integrity mean? Anyway, I looked it up in the dictionary, and it, it said mostly a variation of this, some kind of personal honesty or a soundness. Those are the two main definitions. A soundness means like a, a building has integrity when it's sound or sturdy. But personal honesty is more like personal integrity. That's more that we want to talk about. So, and you're left with asking, well, what do you mean personal honesty? Honesty to what? There's a technique that I've used before to get to the bottom of something, to get to the real cause of something. What you do is you keep asking yourself why until you finally get to a point that there really aren't any more whys to ask, or you can't figure them out anyway, and then you know you've got right to the base or fundamental thing. So what you end up with then is the meaning of something, or at least, at the very least, you're left with that important question that you need to answer. So let's do that with integrity. First question I would ask is, if integrity means personal honesty, then, like I said, honesty to what? It's a tough question to answer, but I suppose if I was going to try to, try to answer that, I, w I suppose that honesty to the ideals or principles that you really believe. You must be true to those principles. If you believe in them, you've got to be true to them, or you don't have integrity at all. If you believe in uh, marriage and the promises you make at a couple and, and the need to be true to each other, then you have to be true to those promises, even in the face of temptation to break those promises, for example, or, or you'll will not be demonstrating integrity. If you folded and gave in to the pressure or reward of some sort, and you sold out on your promises and ideals and those principles you believe in, well, when you did that, you did not demonstrate integrity. This is true with any principle. I mean, I'm using marriage, but it could be any principle that you believe in. You've got to hold true. If you believe it, you've got to hold true to it. You've got to follow it. You've got to be honest to it. No matter what other voices or temptations or rewards or alternatives come up, you've got to be honest with it if you want integrity. All right, this brings up another question then, second question following the questioning technique. Do you need to follow good principles then to have integrity? Or can you have integrity and be selfish? If you believe in being selfish, for example, if you really believe in it, uh, or, or, or worse than being selfish, you know, then, and you follow those can you be? Can you have integrity if you follow bad examples? If you rob banks? If you rape? If you uh, is that integrity? Just following a principle. This question leads to a lot of other questions. Following the questioning technique, are some values better than others? For example, is there good and bad? Then, how do we know what's good and bad? If there is good and bad, and where does good come from? These these are all questions that philosophers have been asking for thousands of years, and they tend to boil down to one main question: Where does our conscience come from? you know, that feeling that you have that certain things are right and wrong, that conscience that we all seem to have. Every philosopher, every philosophy I've ever studied, really it gets at some point it kind of depends on that conscience. From Aristotle and his virtues on, or his lectures on virtue, 
to Immanuel Kant and his a priori. I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. Or the, well, he's, he calls it a priori, or the knowledge that we have of what's good and bad, or moral and immoral. It's known without experience. It's just there. And most philosophies and most philosophers depend on that. Most societies depend on that. Where does that come from? And they're all remarkably similar, really, from Confucius to Buddha to Jesus to all the other philosophers and everything. They really tell us ethically our actions. They, they, they agree to a large extent on this conscience and the basic feeling of what's right and wrong. So that leads to all those kinds of questions. Now, another question, question three, where does conscience come from then? And that's a very important one, right? Where does this feeling come from? Is it, come, is it just chance, part of evolution, or does it come from God? That might be the most important question of all. Worth everything we have, all of our attention, and all of our focus in this life. It's, it's essentially saying, does God exist, or are we left to ourselves? That question, I think I'm on question four now, and it's getting closer to one of those fundamental, no more questions type of questions. You need to answer those before you can go any deeper. For that kind of a question, does God really exist? The follow-up questions there kind of depend on what direction you want to go. You're getting really close to a fundamental question. Like, for example, do you want to check out if God exists? There's, there's one way you might go. And if you do want to check that out, you will sincerely ask, through prayer, I suppose, to be told. A friend who's deeply religious once told me that the concept, that concept, that ask and you shall receive, knock and it will be opened, is the most repeated concept in all of Scripture, Old and New Testament. If conscience really does come from a creator then, I suppose the creator owes us some kind of explanation. If there's a plan, if there's a design somewhere, I would start by prayer and possibly reading Scripture and try to figure that out. But if you don't want to figure that out, if you say, ah, oh, there's no God, I'm going to... Then, then you're still left with a question. You're left with, I guess, something like, well, what principles are best for me to believe in? Which principles should I? And then you're weighing consequences you're trying to come up. See how... But you're at those fundamental questions, and there aren't any others. Then you're, that's a lifelong pursuit to figure out, is there a God? Or if not, what principles should I believe in? Which ones are the best to make me and others happy? Those take a lifetime to develop. So they're good questions to end on in my podcast. And I hope that they've caused you to think. And I thank you for listening.